conversations about yesterday's animation. Animations. Saturday morning at the Cartoon Fair. Days past. And welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. The cartoon we're talking about today is pure shit. It's <laughs> now I'm gonna Travis, maybe we need to we're gonna get on not opposite sides okay. of this issue because it's not a good cartoon. It's not at all. It's not a good cartoon. Yeah, hands down. I do think that it had the potential to be a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And I had some fun watching it. It's a copy of a copy of a copy, basically. Uh-huh. We're going to get into where I think it should have stuck closer to the taproot, the uh-huh. original source, oh, yeah. the source yep. material, which, of course, is the gift that kept on giving for, even to this day, Yep. TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Red Skies, baby. Red Skies. Yeah. This is not what we're talking about today. It would be kind of nice if we were returning to TMNT today, but... That is a everlasting gobstopper of a franchise. Like I saw on Netflix the other day, I keep seeing shit for a new animated movie. Oh, it'll never, it'll about, never go so away. It'll just, the sun will never set on the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, this is long past. But there was a time where everyone wanted a piece of what the Ninja Turtles had because uh-huh. they were selling like hotcakes. They had Ninja Turtle. Ice cream. They had every. Usually, the best measure is: was there a birthday set, a birthday party set? We talked about it on, I believe, uh, My Little Pony, and Garfield, and Garfield. Yeah, yes. Garfield. So, like, yeah. if it can handle being on cups and a cake and a card and a napkin, yeah. Once you've made it to Hallmark, you're in, baby. Oh yeah, you're in, baby. If you're at Party City, uh-huh. you have found your way into the skulls of every you child. Got real estate, baby. Yes. Yeah. And TMNT had done that and more, and continues to to this day. But often imitated the TMNT. Yep. Never duplicated. Everyone was trying to duplicate and they were all failing. And we have talked about a number of them up to this point. Yes, we have. I'd like to run them down real quick just to remind ourselves where we've been. (laughs) It's like it's like this is your life. Uh huh. Re TMNT ripoffs. The the ghost of Christmas past. Absolutely. The ghost of Toonsman's past. Toonsman's past. Toonsman's past. Thank you, Travis. Thank you. The ones we've covered uh, Street Sharks. I've gone on record saying that's my favorite so far. Yeah. It is the most amped up version of TMNT. I think at the time I thought, okay, we've reached the bath salts of TMNT. Because uh-huh. like kids want the drugs. That's We were all fine with, if I have to go down a seedy alley and buy street sharks from a guy with a trench coat, uh-huh. I'll do that if uh-huh. I have to as a child. I, Listen, Vin Diesel rubbed, rubbed elbows with him. Okay? Goddamn right he did. They got, he got his start with street sharks. Yeah. He brushed shoulders, buddy. So- they were the most extreme, over the top, just like you you shot steroids into the TMNT <laughs> yep. and made them monsters from the ocean. So that's my favorite. We talked about the biker mice from Mars. Not bad. Not bad. It's funny because the tone of the cartoon was goofy and ex- a little extreme. But then the <laughs> concept was very extreme because it was like these mice are survivors of a war in oh, which yeah. they were POWs who got their body parts replaced <laughs> against their will. Biomechanics. Yeah, right. it was war crimes was kind of the headline with that one. Uh, not when I watched as a kid. Didn't care for it. Talked about Toxic Crusaders. Wow! Toxic a good one too. A lot of fun. Like that one is is a satire, a parody almost of TMNT, and it kind of knows what it's doing. Yep. And it's based on an R-rated series of movies. So stag films. Interesting. Yeah. And there there was an environmental <laughs> aspect as well. And then we also, of course, always have to talk about it. 
as much as we don't want to. Real Cowboys, not Real Cowboys. <laughs> I always say Real Cowboys. <laughs> I like it though. The it's what is it? The Wild, Wild West, West Cowboys a move. Now you don't take credit for that because you just read that <laughs> off of a toy box that's on the hey, wall hey, in the studio. Hey, I, I need to start wearing sunglasses so I can <laughs> I can pull it off a little a little better. Well, also because the future's so bright. Yes. Ooh. The Wild West Cow C O W Boys of Moo Mesa. One of our least favorite cartoons, and certainly the least favorite of the TMNT runoffs. But I feel like we've covered it more than... We've given it so much real estate in our fucking podcast. (laughs) We've covered it twice, Uh more than any of the other ones we just mentioned. (laughs) And we've talked about it just to say how much we don't like it over and over again. It's the gold standard. Like, maybe I actually do like it, and Uh I just don't want to admit it. And so I'm going to (laughs) keep negging it. I don't know. Um, But it's basically just a Western with anthropomorphized... At first, cows, and then also lots of other animals that you may or may not find on a farm or desert. And that's why it's not good, because it's just a Western. Uh-huh. And I, don't need, I just didn't need a Western cartoon as a kid. <laughs> right? And so it would, you would think between all of these, you're like, okay, we've plumbed the depths of what you can do with a TMNT ripoff. With a built body and an animal. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we've capsized. An animal, something gross, something ugly, something unexpected. Like that's what Toxic Avenger, like you're getting into not even animals, but just human bodies that are mangled by radioactivity. Yeah. Uh, so it's like Chernobyl, the animated uh, series, yes, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but being the archaeologists that we are, we have unearthed, it's not a precious stone, It's not a gem. No. Although there are many gems in the cartoon. Yes. This one goes all the way back to 1993 in the midst of Turtle Mania. Uh Turtle Mania could not have been hotter at this moment. Right. (laughs) 1993, we were introduced to and and quickly forgot the Stone Protectors. We're the Stone Protectors. Now you know. The stone <laughs> protectors. protectors. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean to anybody? Like, if I tell someone that we're talking about stone protectors, I have to go into a long spiel about why it even exists yep. and where why, it comes why, from. Why do they protect them? Yeah. All well, that. yeah, yeah. Do why do these stones need protecting? Why are they so special? Yep. Should I be hiring more protectors for the stones I see just out on the street? <laughs> well, the stones are gems. And they are located on the bodies of some very ripped dudes. We'll get to their connection to a huge part of pop culture here in a second. But I think it's important to just get the basic idea of this thing, the most basic version of it out there. Listen to this and tell me it's not a decent idea for a cartoon. Uh-huh. All ears. Yeah, Travis, tell me. <laughs> All ears, buddy. Okay. A failed rock quintet called the Rock Detectors who look like a bunch of fucking freaks, by the way. They like do. they, You would think that they're already transformed by radioactive material or right? magic or something. Like, they're already off the charts. These rock detectors, this band, are found by five magic gems from space and are given by these gems powers, superpowers, including the power to rock. They become <laughs> a good band. Talented musicians all of a sudden. Uh-huh. These gems also, in the process turn them into roided out treasure trolls. This is a franchise based on treasure trolls. The things at the end of your pencils. The little <laughs> naked baby things that like have crazy hair and they have little jewels in their tummies. Uh-huh. Like they, you know, like that's <laughs> that's what this is based on. Did you own one, Will? No, no, I Me did neither. not. Um, I didn't like them. 
I didn't like the treasure trolls. They freaked, they freaked me out, man. They made me feel a little little weird. Exactly. Inside. They are as naked as the day is long. Yeah. Uh, genitalless. Uh-huh. And that's already a weird, like, well, is that just like another option that I didn't realize human bodies had? And, uh, and then you shoved a pencil in their ass. Yes. Now, and that's mostly where I saw them. I did see dolls of them around, but like oh, mostly yeah. you saw them as the things that are on the end of pencils because this was a time, 80, late 80s, early 90s, where just like, not school supplies, books, and things you actually need to study, but accessories. Oh, Trapper Creeper Baby was yeah. rocking and rolling. You, your pencil couldn't—you needed, like, the fluff at the end of it oh, yeah. to get your notes written down properly. Uh-huh. And that's what and, these and, guys and, did. Or, or the little the little sleeve that went over to protect your hands. You know what I'm talking about? How, how many how many dollars were wasted because parents wanted their kids to shut up Bro, about these things? I had to have it. I had things. to have yeah. it. No, I didn't have one. They creeped me out, too. Uh, that's not so different when you see them basically like with He-Man and the Masters of the Universe bodies, uh-huh. which is what these look like. They look like the action figures and then these weird like shaved ape troll faces and the giant hair and everything. So they're connected this giant. I mean, because trolls are like a part of our, our heritage, whether we want it to be or not. <laughs> <laughs> we have to just admit that. It's like guys, but yeah. Just the idea of a band humorously bad at what they do and they get transformed into other creatures that are good at it, but also ugly. That's a good start. Yeah, it's not bad. It has a bad end, uh. <laughs> the way that they did it. But it, that's a good idea. They were really close to having something that, at least me, like, I guess I was nine when this came out, so I was not yet playing guitar. I had not been in a band yet. Weird Al Yankovic was the the pinnacle of music, minus maybe MC Hammer or Vanilla Ice. Yep. But I think I still would have been pretty enticed. Yeah, th- this one passed by me. I, n- I don't remember this being out there or seeing commercials for it. Do you remember? I, I have the the slimmest of memories uh, about them. And the thing is, we'll get into it a little bit, but they were not the only trolls for boys on the market at the time. Because while <laughs> trolls don't have to, you know, they they don't have a gender, certainly. Yeah, and they, unisex. They but, should yeah. be, for everybody, they were largely a girls buy these dolls. They, I mean, they're called dolls, so yep. we only allow girls to play with them. But there, there was a time where culture and corporations said it's time for boys to finally have their own trolls. Uh-huh. And the only way to do that is to muscle them up and make them TMNT light. Yep. And, and take pencils out of their yeah, ass. First, yeah, first, step number one, get the erasers <laughs> out of the asses. <laughs> this is how you man these things uh-huh. up. My, my biggest problem, I think, with the trolls at school, like of all these accessories, because I had the slap bracelet. Oh, baby. Like until day. they said it's a weapon, because uh-huh. if you take the, the covering of it off, it was just it's a just a metal blade. It's just a switchblade. That you could sharpen. And you could also like hide as a bracelet. It's like a something you would want in prison. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, sure. you want a slap bracelet in prison. <laughs> You absolutely want one of these in prison. Was that on Oz? Did that ever make it to Oz? <laughs> You're, you get your kid to visit you in jail with a slap bracelet on, and it looks like it's got all the 90s designs and on you it. you swallow it. <laughs> Fucking keister it. I don't remember that, but, man, they, they probably used, like, a lunch tray and sharpened it and like to disembowel somebody. That, that's what Oz was about. You definitely want HBO's a slap bracelet Oz. in yeah, prison. You, you want, yeah, you know how they have the whole advice of, like, your first day, you're in jail, find the biggest guy and fuck him up. Yeah. I would say move that to number two, uh-huh. and number one is get a slap bracelet. Procure a slap bracelet. Yes, get a slap bracelet, and you're number one guy for a, at least a few days. <laughs> no one's going to fuck with you. You got a slap bracelet in prison. I had that. I was fine with that. Uh, I, Trapper Keeper, I don't I don't think I messed with that. Uh, I just, I didn't, didn't care. Mess with it yeah. But I mean, I liked the commercials for it. Oh, they were yeah. great commercials. Yep. But I associated the trolls with people who chewed on their pencils and pens. And I thought that shit 
was about as gross. Like basically a kid who did that in third grade, I thought of as subhuman. Uh-huh. I, He's a booger eater. I, I judged them hard. Yeah, he eats yeah. bugs. Yeah. Like, and that's, I, I now look back and I definitely regret that because even though I've never, that's never been a thing I do. I just don't want to dehumanize the 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 chewers out uh, there, you know, the pen and pencil chewers yeah, yeah, out there, because yeah. they're, they're they're people too. There are mothers and sisters and brothers and cousins and you know <laughs> bus drivers. That that's they're important members of this society too. But it grossed me out so much at the time that like if someone did that, I would probably edge away from being in their friend group. And it just seemed like the people who it's not that all troll holders had that problem, but everyone who had that problem had trolls on the ends of their pencils. They're so pencil centric. They got to chew on that shit. Uh And I would never borrow a pencil from them. I would, if I had to, it was like punishment. Like you just are out of writing utensils. And now I got to turn to this fucking hunchback in Notre Dame. Put your hand in a Kroger sack with a rubber band. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All that. But you're picking up poop. The other thing is if, well, you have to lend them a pencil and the teacher makes you do it because the kids got to write. And they're like, well, give him a pencil. He does not. He's out of pencil. Just somebody a pencil that Marianne can borrow. Yeah. And then I get it back and it's like, okay, well, this thing is radioactive. This is trash. Yeah. It's got to go. And probably it's handed back to me with the troll on top. Like. Here's your parting gift is Uh this little monster staring at you. Yeah, right. They just look too comfortable with being naked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like they show up on your front doorstep just like, huh? (laughs) Too too comfortable in their own skin, Way too comfortable. We were talking about Carmen Sandiego being a flasher. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think we were calling her, what did we call her? Not even a flasher. A streaker. Oh yeah. Which there's let's let's draw the there is a difference. She is we were meaning to say flasher. We said streaker, but they they do look like I guess what the face I would expect from a flasher, which is trench coat open, naked, and then a look of like a grin, like, all right, uh-huh. now you that it's it? here. I know you said you didn't want it, but now that it's here. You approve, right? I think you Daddy, want this. Daddy? Right? Oh yeah, and then they're babies too. So yes. Ugh, baby streakers, baby flashers. <laughs> don't approve. No approval on that. <laughs> Now, there's a lot that the cartoon got wrong, and we've kind of talked about, well, we talked a little bit about what was good about it. There's about 42 minutes of... (laughs) Because we watched the first two episodes. We watched the first one, and I was like, oh, it seems like this is the establishing episode, and I need to see what the the formula is. What's what's the thing that we're always going to do? And then the second episode felt like five minutes of what should have been in the first episode, and then just wasting time. But let me say this. Please do. The animation was actually pretty good. It was. Character designs yeah. were fun. It's super, it, the concept is, I, I again, I defend the concept. I think it's funny. Uh, and the characters look fun. I, as a kid, I would have been like, hell yeah, this guy's got a mohawk. This guy's got weird goggles on. This guy's wearing a karate gi. Yeah, this one's got blades. Yes, it's roller yeah, blades. Roller blades. Oh, got to have roller damn. blades. Yeah. yeah, if 93, if you don't have roller blades yet, you were behind the yeah, curve. Yeah, kill yourself. Yeah. yeah, drink bleach. Get out of here. <laughs> Take it outside. Um, the biggest problem in this and it is the most common mistake against of any of these TMNT wannabes that we've watched the division of labor is not clear and TMNT they tell you in the theme song you know exactly the role that everyone has leader cool but rude party dude does machines It's just a perfect blend of personalities and responsibilities. Who's supposed to spin around on their back and, and do a breakdown? Party dude. Party dude. It's Michelangelo. Yeah. yeah that's not Leonardo. You yeah. know that's not Leonardo. Who's a zesty asshole? Raphael, Raphael baby. Dude. He's yeah. cool but rude. Yeah. It's just so clearly laid out. And I don't know why this and other cartoons, if they're going to steal from the best, 
steal the best parts of the best because on street sharks we could never figure out who was who yeah because they're all sharks and yep. then when they're not sharks they're four brunette white men so uh-huh. and they all everybody was extreme on that show toxic crusaders roles less defined they were easier to tell apart because yeah. they are fucking gruesome monstrosities <laughs> but like in this case you have five muscular troll men with weird hair and yes there are things that d- differentiate them a little bit but really only two of them have clear-cut roles in the team and they're the most visually distinct you've got one in a karate gi and he is the lead singer of the band you would think he's the leader he's actually like the biggest asshole and the least responsible yep. of the group so they kind of shove leonardo and michelangelo into one the drummer likes chicks <sighs> She yeah, likes, he likes babes. I guess, but I mean, like, if you ask me, if you didn't just remind me who asked, who likes babes on this, you one, it's know. all of them. They're in a band. So, <laughs> I mean, unless one of them is not straight, and yeah. that's just, and he's not talking about it. It was 93. Probably yep. wasn't going to get talked about. Uh-huh. But the only one that I could describe physically in an accurate way would be the keyboard player, which props to them for doing keyboards. Not enough bands at the time were doing it. But he is a basket case. Like heavily shell-shocked guy in camo and has grenades on his shirt and plays keyboards and basically does machines. <laughs> He's doing machines. At least they got that out of the way. Because if you cannot tell me who does machines in a yeah. cartoon, then I don't know how to watch it. Uh-huh. Like I need an instruction manual and doing machines and who has the responsibility of who does the machines, which machines are being done, who is doing the doing of the machines. Uh-huh. Who's driving here, baby? Yes. Who's and, got the and so you have those two. And then the other three guys just completely, there's a blender of mohawks and goggles. Uh-huh. So I don't, that's the biggest thing that they got wrong. It's like, and it's the easiest thing to just ape. Define the roles. It's the easiest thing. I mean, between you and me, we probably fill all four roles to each, probably. Yeah, that's I true. I have to do machines because I'm I also oh, produce yeah, the you, show. You're definitely so, machines. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're probably the leader. All right. I'm oh shit. You're probably means... the asshole too, and the part oh well shit. I'm the party dude. I'll I was really worried guy. you weren't going to give me party dude, and then you took it away from me. And now uh uh-huh. and now you're now you're a zesty asshole. Well, about I'm it. cool but rude. Okay. I'm cool to a point. <laughs> And then I'll get a little rude. Yeah, you definitely get zesty yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, like a good spicy parmesan. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chef's kiss. Chef's kisses. <laughs> it's all about that now. It's about because what 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 gives more respect to a meal? This uh-huh. or, or this? Or <laughs> I'm willing to look like a fucking fool because this meal was so tasty. This meatball was so spicy. Mini chef kisses. Yes, mini. It's like mini Hershey's kisses. <laughs> is it one or two? It's a billion of them. You don't do one or two. You can do as, you can put as many hands on it as you want. You can it's whatever gets as many kisses out in a flurry uh-huh. as possible. It's all about volume. It's quantity, not quality. So as many friends as you have with you. Put, put See, the everyone, hand, I need your hands up right now. In and my then, mouth. It looks like I'm smoking a joint really hard and really fast. It does. <laughs> This I'm just going to say, I don't think this is ever going to get old for me. Doing, and, and everyone, if you're tired of it, uh-huh. you better adopt it so that it'll finally I'll, I'll feel accomplished in uh-huh. this world that many chef kisses have taken over. <laughs> now, this show lasted for the 13, se- 13 seasons. My God. What, you imagine? Yeah, it outlasted uh, Big Bang Theory. I That's impossible. The, I wonder if they would have figured it out after 13 seasons. Yeah, they finally figure out the fucking problem with it. They it finally, just turns into friends. I mean, you know what I mean, I would have been more into that than what it ended up being. <laughs> 13 episodes, but there was a video game. Which some people seem to dig. That's always the case with these shows. There are just weirdos out there. Freaks that love 
that side-scroller game for a cartoon that nobody watched. But the reason that the cartoon was made in the first place was the toys, which is true of TMNT, which is true of pretty much any of these. That's how you make your, your legacy, your empire. And they created it to support the Stone Protector's toys. It was a machine. Little did we know our our childhood was well, just... Yeah. I thought they were just created because people love these creations. Me like, too. Like someone out there was just like, you know what kids need right now? Five trolls with... <laughs> With back knee because they're on so much fucking juice right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish that was the case. Team NT is the closest because it comes from an actual piece of art first. Yeah, and that's two the buds. Comic. And two buds. Yeah, two yeah. buddies. Yeah. And then all the fun stuff happened. And this other <laughs> stuff is just like the corporate <laughs> copy, you know, of all the that. The fucking, the cog. Yeah. It's, I, I remember the Biker Mice from Mars thing, like the guy who created that, the interview that we listened to, he was just like, what's my formula for making entertainment <laughs> for teenage boys? And I'm like, I don't even want to hear about it. Don't tell me how you make the sausage at this point, man. It's ruining <laughs> shit for me. But that is, sadly, that is the structure. And I mean, you can see it here. There's no reason you would make this cartoon based on troll dolls uh-huh. if you didn't have toys for that. And again, it was like, how do you get these boys interested in these trolls? You pump them up uh, and you send them out to war. That's right. But of course, that means that the toys are based on other toys. This is a we- like an extra layer of horse shit for this thing yeah. where Troll toys had been around for a long, long time before the madness, the troll madness spread through our our elementary schools in the late 80s and early 90s. They go back to 1959. Jesus Christ. To Denmark and a Danish fisherman and woodcutter, which is important. Uh, Very important. (laughs) Very. Named Thomas Dam. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Look, does that's that sound good, good enough? That's yeah. good. I'm like, all I know is that D-A-M, his last name, you can't say damn. That's just not what it's going to be. Uh-huh, it's got to yeah. be Dom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas Dom. Dom. This is a really sweet story. Okay. It seems like this is what they should have done for their most recent troll movies. Turn this into a story and then the trolls come to life. <laughs> this guy could not afford Christmas gifts for his daughter, but he did have a lot of wood because uh. he's a woodcutter and he has skills, right? <laughs> yep. So he carved her a custom doll, the troll doll, out of wood. Those things would maybe, I don't know, they're pretty scary when they're plasticky because it's like that baby doll flesh thing Uh, where you're like, oh, this might be real. This might be like a stuffed troll for all I know. So out of wood might be a little weightier for sure. Yeah. And maybe a little less creepy. I don't know. (laughs) They're going to be creepy no matter what, but it's like, hey, if you can see wood grain in it, you're not worried about, well, where'd the dick go? Uh. Like, Like, did you cut it off or was it born this way? Carved her a custom troll doll. That's heartfelt, man. Hell yeah. That's a that's a that's a dad right there. That's yeah. Have you tr- have you ever done a, Never. carved any? Not even thought of it. You haven't even, even carved like just a a block of wood into a smaller block of wood for your daughters. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I built an IKEA dresser. That's that's the extent. That's, that's not that's, bad. That's not bad at all. Because yeah, sometimes that shit will like energy. give you yeah. heart palpitations. Oh, it's yeah. pretty tense. Yeah, for sure. This doll became popular with kids in town. Everybody wanted one. So he started making more. He started making them out of plastic, that flesh we all love to get our hands on to this day. (laughs) Troll flesh. flesh. Yeah. (laughs) Made more and called them good luck trolls. Now, at this time, I don't think that they had the jewels in their tummies or anything like that. I think they were just the little naked, hairy, you know, because the hair is like the big selling point on these things. Yeah. That they all have weird colored hair that's just frizzy as hell on top. Like split ends. They all need Maybelline. Oh, yeah. Wait. Is Maybelline a shampoo? No, that's a makeup. Yeah, that's a makeup. Maybe it's makeup. But 
Maybe it's Maybelline. Uh, yeah. Uh, they all need L'Oreal? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they all need it. L'Oreal, yep. I say. That's the selling point. So I, I think that was a part of it because what else would they give you? So his had hair? His had the long I hair? I don't know. You know but, we don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not that good a researcher to find that out. <laughs> okay. But uh, I can tell <laughs> you. trying to pull back the curtain. Yeah, sorry. yeah. You always, you always want the details that I don't have. And uh, that's why you're a good interviewer. <laughs> Good luck trolls is what they called them. Yep. And they got popular and they hit the United States in the 60s and blew up. No doubt. Kids wow. in the 60s were all like, give me these trolls for whatever reason. I mean, there were other like we had a G.I. Joe, the first G.I. Joe at that point. Yeah, that was like eight feet tall. Right? Yeah, like a life size. <laughs> like it was just like a real doll of a soldier uh-huh. that you could just hang out with. And like that weird stubble that he had that was just like fuzz on his yeah. face. <laughs> the problem with all that for Mr. Thomas Dom, because he started a a company to facilitate all this. There was an error in getting the copyright shit together. So I don't know if it was worldwide or if it was just outside of Denmark, which is still most of the world. But basically anybody could do troll dolls for a long time, a long time into the 2000s, pretty much. You had the original troll dolls made by the man who who carved it for his daughter. You should support Dom. Bomb, but I don't know if it was how many there were. That is why they they didn't go away. They just weren't as popular after the sixties for a while. So you, if you have a troll doll somewhere, you don't know if it's a dom, uh-huh. a dom original. You don't know who it came from. It could come from <laughs> some. It could be anybody. It's like when you get Halloween candy from the weirdo on your street. There could be razor blades in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're gonna get a troll today, I think you have to go to dom. But go to dom anyway, regardless. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Go to dom. <laughs> At this point, I think it's important to ask, what is a troll? Because it's it's something that we all have our own idea of. Uh-huh. I think like if, if you say troll to just like a bunch of kids, they might have different pictures in their space. head. Yeah, they, they might have all kinds I, of shit. I, for I think it. the troll under the bridge is that's long gone. You mean like as far as like kids knowing about yeah. it? Yeah. Well, have you not been teaching your daughters about the and, and your infant son about the troll that lives under the bridge? <laughs> no. That's probably the most as a kid, the most troll business you're getting as far as like lore goes there's a troll they're ugly they eat at least goats so they're carnivorous mm-hmm. and they they're they're rude <laughs> they're not party dudes and they're not even cool but rude they're just rude they live maybe under a bridge sometimes trolls come from norse mythology and folklore and there's this weird thing with norse mythology where it's all this shit that it's like well we think it was kind of like this yeah. so like did trolls even i'm not going to say did trolls exist cuz it's more like did they think trolls exist is the important uh. question to be asked like wh- where do our ideas of trollness come from but the things that were established in the mythology and folklore troll facts <laughs> the troll facts yeah were that they live in rocky and mountainous areas okay they under bridges, in, they, under are, bridges. Are we off that? well well i mean that's that came later yeah. and i would say that they also live in caves and under a stone bridge is pretty close to living in a cave you're right no yeah. you're right they are strong slow moving and dim-witted is typically mm. how they are portrayed. So, and they're scared by lightning. So, if you just have one of those like uh, white noise machines that does rain and like thunder <laughs> in the background, you might be able to scare a troll just, off. Just I one guess. small one. That's probably on, all on you, volume uh, ten. You think? Yeah, you got to crank that thing. Yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. you can probably find like lightning striking YouTube's on your phone and just play it at them. And they're, uh, as I said, dumb. They don't know the difference. Uh-huh, yeah, they don't right. understand YouTube. Um, I did some completely unnecessary research on trolls. By watching parts of two films that have troll in the title. Okay. Okay. One of them was Troll Hunter, which is a found footage horror movie from 
Ah, uh, where was it? I it might be Denmark for all I know. It's that area. That, okay. That area. Yep. It's really not bad, but the whole thing is that they're making a documentary about someone who they think hunts bears, and it turns out he hunts trolls. You see these giant trolls. It's like they get frozen into stone in sunlight, and they can smell Christian blood and shit like that. So, I mean, these are things that, again, there's a lot of troll information Lore, yeah. out there, but what are the troll facts? And yeah. they try to lock them down. All these different kinds of trolls. Some of them have three heads and shit like that. It's not bad. I, I, I am on Shudder, and they had a, a documentary about found footage horror. Like the whole that's, That was way better than the movie, yeah. but the movie wasn't bad. It's kind of funny. It's not scary. I can suggest it if you... You can't really do something else while you're watching it though, because like you got to read the subtitles because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not it's oh, not in English. Gotcha. Yeah, but it's it's worth checking out a little bit of. The other one was Troll Two, which is famously one of the worst movies ever, and not like worst like boring, not worst like well they intentionally made a bad movie that's stupid or like a Sharknado or something. <laughs> Shut up, Street Sharknado. I would watch. Now, don't forget that all day. Somebody decided to make a movie about not even trolls, but like little monsters. And they ended up calling it Troll 2 because there had been a movie called Troll that was a horror movie that had some success. So here was another movie about small monsters. So they just said, we'll call this Troll 2 to piggyback off of that. Kind of how the stone protectors do off of TMNT. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not they're not trolls. They're just little monsters. And their whole plot is they turn people into vegetable people. Half man, half plant, the goblin's favorite food. Food? Don't tell me they ate him, Grandpa. Because they are vegetarian. Crazy. They turn you into broccoli and carrots (laughs) and shit. Yeah, and that seems like a real, I mean, why do you just eat broccoli and carrots? Like, they exist already. You don't got to turn me into a salad to eat me. I don't know what, what that is, but it is truly horribly acted, horribly written. It is hard to watch, I don't think that these are troll facts, that they're vegetarian and that they turn people into vegetable hybrids. Um, let's leave that in the don't know pile. Uh-huh. Like, not sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, hearsay, hearsay, uh-huh. rumor. Discuss later. Yeah, I yeah. could not. I started fast forwarding through parts of it and then I said, OK, I've done enough for this cartoon that we're going to watch. I think I don't have to <laughs> put myself in front of this fucking moving train that is Shutter this horrible well. movie. Uh no, that was on Tubi. I've been enjoying Tubi. Have you have you tried no, Tubi? You know me. I'm I'm over here in this in this, <laughs> you know, I in this Zulu world. You're, buddy. Sitting, you're sitting on like a throne of live television that you pay for in gold doubloons thanks to Hulu. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare I forget that? Yeah. How do I have time for anything yeah. else except for Hulu? Yeah, you're watching <laughs> like sports of, games and throne, documentaries. Throne of live television. <laughs> you're the king. You're the king. Well. Tubi is one of those ones where you have to watch ads, Uh but it is free. They have a lot of stuff and you'd be surprised by the random shit they have that maybe is not easy to find elsewhere. I think that's where I watched Highlander 2, which is a great way to watch Highlander 2. You should watch it with commercial breaks. Uh Like that'll break it up a little bit for you. Um, And it's that level of film, but it's the, the breaks aren't very long and there's not that many and it's free. It's just like an app and a site. So you can just go watch whatever. So that's why I watched both of these movies actually. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 But you, I mean, I don't even know. I bet if you tried to do that, like Hulu would just snap it off and say, no, you're with me now. Just redirect me. You signed your firstborn to me. Have you let your daughter know that you, you signed her over to Hulu? (laughs) That's, that's. Uh, honey, get in here. It's time to watch a live basketball game. Yeah, exactly. Honey, come in here, please. I hope that you're taking advantage of all those live sports. <laughs> it's a live high school basketball game. Very rare. 
<laughs> Dinner's ready. Dinner's ready. We're eating live television. <laughs> well, the toys have gone away. Thank God. People knew what trolls were. I, I say gone away. I just don't think that they, they just weren't as popular as they were in the 60s. Then the 80s came. And after that, if you remember, the 90s came. Oh, yeah. After that yeah. one. Yeah, they wrecked it. And yep. that's when the resurgence happened when you and I would have experienced it because we weren't alive uh, prior to that. Uh-huh. So, but we at school where we were seeing the trolls with the pencils up the butt. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. All over the place. They were being advertised all the time. Treasure trolls are the only trolls that have a jewel in their tummy that you can wish on. Treasure troll teenies, treasure troll teenies, four in a set. You bet. Troll, 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 troll Barbie. She's really into trolls. This is where it was cemented that trolls were treasure trolls. I guess it comes from the whole, the original was like good luck trolls. Yeah. But that they are little happy naked dudes or whatever, non-gendered <laughs> beings yeah. that have crazy hair and that they Non-binary, have- Non-binary. Yes. Uh, gendered beings. Yeah. They have little jewels, usually in their navels, mm-hmm. sometimes somewhere else, but mostly the navel. Where, where else was the ju- were the jewels? I mean, man, I can start, I can start taking guesses, but like- <laughs> Is that where you want me to go with this? <laughs> I mean, listen. There's hey, only so many places to put them. The microphone's open, buddy. <laughs> Instead of nipples, they just have two. Yeah, two, two, two little rubies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they were mostly. They did clothe them sometimes, mostly naked. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why this was the time. Other than the 80s and 90s were the most toy intensive time. Hell yeah. Ever like that's the last time. The 90s were the last time that it's. I mean, I know kids still like toys, and they're still at the at yeah, Target. Yeah, but bro, it was loaded but up. But we back were in just the day. yeah because we didn't have the internet and the the tablet or whatever were not the other toys. And video yeah. games existed and they were great, but they were not a part of life from birth yeah. at this point. And so toys were still a thing. I mean, for me, toys were, here's some actors that I can use in my stories that I'm going to direct. Yes. That's what it was all about. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so this is just still built in and this is the peak of it. And the trolls were there to take advantage. Uh-huh. They were going to take advantage with those little smiles. <laughs> and they did. Uh, and then the thing is, of course, it's not that they should only be played with by little girls, but, I mean, I certainly, as I've stated, did not want anything to do with trolls. I wanted them out of my classroom. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like yeah. them there at yeah. all. And there was just, I mean, they just, they were like, they typically had the hair was a color that you're like, oh, girls. And then they have jewelry built yeah. into them. And, and if the kids didn't have them in the class, then the teacher had one on her desk. Oh, you know man. what I mean? Like, probably because some one. kid gave them and they're like, if I throw this away, the kid's going to cry. Yeah, and yeah, I got to yeah, hold yeah, on yeah, to yeah. it. <laughs> um, so everyone started asking, how do we sell these fucking things to little grimy boys yeah. who like... <laughs> Any number of things at this point, GAC and Uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all this shit. And they came up with ways and not just the stone protectors. They started creating action figures that were essentially trolls, but boyed up. Yeah. Make it for some little (laughs) some little boys with cookies and mud all over their hands. Yeah. And some way these kids like Power Rangers. What can we do? And so they would just take a troll, muscle it up and give it some kind of theme, which would have worked great for these stone protectors if they had more strong themes between the five yeah. of them and that they just lost the the thread on that. But stone protectors were not the only and they weren't even the first. And the one that I remember the best is Battle Trolls. Battle Trolls! Big hair dudes with bad attitudes! And these toys looked cooler than the stone protectors yeah, ones because yeah, they yeah, just yeah. looked like He-Man ones. Yeah. The Battle Trolls were kind of big and chunky. Troll Call! 
Trollinator, Controlula, Nunchuck Troll, Bullseye Troll, and the Troll Net Launcher, Sven Troll, and his Trollosaurus. But the thing about all of these commercials is that they are not hiding the fact that they are pitting boys against girls. Like, you know, there were commercials a lot in the 90s where it's like they would have an adult at the beginning of it. It's like, you shouldn't play with poopy stuff so much. And then the kids are like, oh, yeah, I'm breaking out of this prison. I'm playing with all the poopy stuff I want. Like that. And, and they were trying to pit us against our parents. Oh, yeah. But then they're dividing us even further. These commercials would start off with like, ooh, trolls are great, aren't they? Uh, Not. Psych. And then it, a troll, <laughs> battle troll, bursts through a brick wall. Every little girl loves little trolls. But what do guys wish for? Finally, the war against women. We have <laughs> trolls on our side. They've given us trolls that I understand and can relate to. Uh-huh. And there were even cartoons of these other ones that were not series typically. They were specials or whatever. There was one in 1991 called The Magic Trolls and the Troll Warriors. And then in 1992, there were the Magical Super Trolls. So uh, someday when we feel like digging into some troll business oh, again. Oh, in about another 100 episodes, we'll, Yeah, buddy. there you go. We'll, we'll throw them on. I feel like Battle Trolls, if they turn that into a cartoon, they made such good toys. I trust them to have made a decent cartoon for one episode, which is what these are, specials. <laughs> But then, of course, 1993 rolls around. We're still hip deep in grunge. Yeah. All rock is taken over. Flannel panel. It's happening. And so the time had come for the stone protectors to protect those fucking stones. Boy, Get did those it. stones. They're, they're on the front line of stone protection, the stone uh -huh. protectors. 1993. <laughs> and that is where the cartoon takes off, greets us. Yes. The first episode. Yeah. It opens on, and I'm, I'm interested, it opens on Earth. That's a good start. Oh, yeah. And a place that yeah. looks like New York. Could familiar. Be. Yeah, familiar. Yeah, familiar. I understand the stakes at play here because it is a sparsely attended rock club. Uh-huh. And I have I have been on stage in a number of sparsely attended, specifically, <laughs> Just recently, clubs. too. I, yeah, and that one was better attended. <laughs> yeah. I was in Austin playing a show, and I was like, man, I think we got more pull here than the... The rock detectors, we're doing better than they are. More pull, huh? I like it. And people are booing the band on stage. Thank you. Thank you so much. We love you just as much as we love us. You ever gotten booze that um, you know about? No, I've never gotten booze that weren't, well, warranted. making <laughs> assumption. Well, yeah, I'm making an assumption here, but when I fronted a punk band and was more confrontational. Oh shit. Yeah. That's like a, me. that's like a, an elicited or solicited. I don't know. Which, sure, whichever both. elicited you want, uh -huh. like boo, that might be like, okay, I'm being shitty to you or we're not going to play that song. Boo. Or something like that. But no, I've never been met with boos of just like, fuck you. Get out of here. When this one <laughs> is the, the crowd is booing, but they're also mad that they're just not playing very much. Yeah. Like they're mad at the music sucks. And then also that they're not getting to the music fast <laughs> enough. Cause like, it's a bunch of like Mohawk types, you know, they're just like, you should start rocking now. Or I'm going to freak man. <laughs> I brought my girl to this thing. She's wearing her best leather skirt. And I would rather deal. I would rather always deal with an agitated crowd than yeah. just like no crowd. So oh, that's for sure, and, and in this case, yeah. it's kind of both. It's like not many people I'm and they're freak, mad. Dude. Yeah, dude, you have no idea. I'm such a fucking freak. I need you to play. I get the rock detectors are hideous people. 
Yeah. Uh, the audience is drawn in a more like if you saw an extra on TMNT, just like a relatively normal looking person. They're dressed up like a punk, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas they are drawn like Looney Tunes characters, the rock detectors, where they just like have body like anatomy that is just purely based on feelings. No, uh-huh. no, you could not fit organs into these people in the right way. They all look like freaks. Just, I've never seen a hair. I've never seen hair like any of these. Well, and, and that's the thing. They already have troll hair. Yeah. Before they've been trollized. I don't. I don't understand, <laughs> but they are ugly and untalented and you can't, you really can't be both. Like you can be one or the other more often just being not ugly and being untalented is the preferred one, I would say, <laughs> but they're not either one. They are monsters given flesh that and nothing's happening to them yet, and yeah. they can't play. So, and they're just like breaking strings and drumsticks and then, and then tying the strings back up in a <laughs> yes. bow. That's not a thing. No. Well, is it? No, it's not. You should not do that. Like, I mean, that would be incredibly hard to do on a bass guitar, but that could happen to anybody. So let's not hold that against them. Okay. That that happened. Well, the ribbon thing. Yeah, the ribbon thing. That's that's a no-no. Don't do that. You're making it harder on yourself. Not a good night for them. That's why you got to bring in the magic space stones. Oh, yeah. Five stones, (laughs) different colors, fly Uh into the room, through the roof, break through, and these rock detectors are transformed into... Stone protectors, the trolls. Stone protectors. No, they never mention trolls. Um, They even for the theme song, they changed it from the commercials because the commercials would say trolls on a roll. (laughs) But then they changed that to don't you know, which is so like that's not even that's just a filler lyric. (laughs) But like they they just don't mention trolls as a thing, so that they look this fucked up Uh is not something that makes any sense because. As we'll come to find out, the planet that this power comes from, nobody looks like them there. So, like, why? Who who are they? Where does this come from? Yeah. Yeah. Where's their soul from? Yeah. They remind me of, you know, when you you have mascots, like you have a mascot that's an alligator for Louisiana or whatever. Okay. We all know about mascots. (laughs) Established. (laughs) When the mascot is a human being, like a cartoonized felt costume version of a person it starts to get into the uncanny valley because it's like, well, you're just a person in a person. Uh-huh. And you're, these features are not what a person looks like. They're, you shouldn't do this. This is wrong. <laughs> this needs to stop right now. Please stop. <laughs> and that's how I feel because the trolls don't look. Cut, cut to you just tackling the, the Tom Thumb mascot <laughs> in the parking lot. You know what I'm talking about. I do. I feel like they've left him in the dust. Like they've tried they, to. They had to. So, someone brought this up in a meeting. They're yeah. like, hey, we got we got to cancel that shit. Look, we're losing all kinds of kids out there just like running off into traffic when they see this fucking guy. Like, <laughs> do we need a, a mascot for a grocery store? I mean, they're groceries. People with are going to come buy them. With a pencil in his ear? Yes. He's making notes about what groceries he needs to order. What a weird. <laughs> Very are there, strange. Are there other grocery stores with mascots? Like and uh, chains, not like mom and pop. I'm sure they all have Walmart like, with smiley face, kn- knocking down the rollback prices. Well, that's fine. Boink. That's yeah. fine, and that one's not really around anymore. You're Even right. that one didn't survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not yeah. like Win Dixie. Like they just had like or Skaggs Alpha uh-huh. Beta or something. Like these are just play. <laughs> oh, you know what? Closest one they had Food Lion. You're right. And they got that taken is, down that by that. Long. Well, no, because they had bad food the meat scandal. Yeah, yeah the meat, meat scandal. scandal, and it was all over 2020 and prime time. It's like all. Anyone knows Food Lion for? But Food Lion's still around in the is it? Yeah, other um other areas. Yeah, yep. I, I remember being somewhere in Texas after that story had happened, and of course I'm like a child and I know about it. I know that there is such a thing as rotten meat, and that a, a store decided to sell it anyway. Yeah, at like age I, eight. I remember my dad had disapproval face. He was yeah. like, "Oh, that's it." And then I saw a Food Lion, and I'm like, "Well, this must be a bad area of town because they still have a Food Lion. They're so willing to <laughs> to deal with Food Lion's antics to get groceries." <laughs> 
Someone needs to come shut them down. Hell Let them yeah. show them some 2020 or primetime. Uh-huh. They'll get on top of that fast. <laughs> Fucking food line. <laughs> food line. I can't think of any, I mean, like Kroger. Now nah, that's just a name. Yeah. There's no Mr. Kroger that comes out. Right. Tom, Tom Thumb's the only one that did it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. got it real wrong. Yeah, and if you're if you're not from Texas and you're listening, I I think Tom Thumb is Randall's. Is that one of them? Yes. Which is like, yep. well, did they just have a guy? It was the same guy, but they just Randall's called him Randall. or Safeway in uh, in other is that right? Areas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, just you know, substitute those names wherever you're from. <laughs> I wish I had a filter that would do that, but we don't. So yeah. just deal with that. Um, yeah, they look like they look like because the, the trolls don't really look that unhuman unhuman inhuman in the face it's just like exaggerated human features that's what makes it creepy they should be more monsters yes i think that would work better but we've kind of we've kind of skirted talking about them too specifically at this uh, up to this point this juncture yeah because we want to ease you into the idea of these trolls because it's it's kind of heinous and we didn't want you to run off uh-huh. turn the turn the pot off too early so uh but there are five of them and they do have names. Too many. And, uh, too, too many. many. There's way that's too many. one too many already. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. just, I mean, Biker Mice had three and it felt weird. I think four, that's a sweet spot. Yeah, five's overkill. Yeah. And five, and you don't have the defined roles. This is where the breakdown happens. Uh-huh. The first breakdown. <laughs> the first breakdown. Like, you're taking a trip across the country and you broke down five minutes away from your home. Oh, and it's like, no. maybe I should take this as a, as a sign yeah, to just maybe, go back. Maybe we don't need a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. We got a guy named Max or Maxwell. He has the orange gem, the orange stone. He plays guitar. He has super speed and wears rollerblades. Yep. We talked about the rollerblades. Um, Do you remember the the crossover point in your your community Uh (laughs) when rollerblades became... What it was for me, I guess I'm asking because what it was for me was that we were going to the skating rink Friday nights. That was the Studio 54 oh, for kids. Bro, yeah, next level. Like every every like new thing I learned about everything like about it's sex. It's time or, to lose my innocence. Yes, exactly. It was just because it was kids like age like sixth grade through eighth grade were kind of mingling in this unsupervised spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got gum in my hair, my long hair one time there because I was headbanging and someone didn't (laughs) like it. So threw gum in there and like 12, this is the most attention I got from girls at that age, like 12 girls came around to get gum out of my hair Uh because I had long hair and they understood. They were just my sisters at that point. (laughs) (laughs) But the, I remember being like in sixth grade or whatever, fifth grade and going to the skating rink and then I was one of the only kids that didn't have rollerblades and I was pretty much just told straight up you better get rollerblades fast. You better get with the f- you program. Better get, yeah, you better get on the same page because overnight it is now. If your if your wheels are not in a line, you're not yeah. taking enough risks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if yeah. you if you're rolling around on four, like you're like a little. Each of your feet is a little car. No, you're not. You're not living. You're not living right. You're just not. That's all it is. It was the extreme '90s, so you needed a, a more risky, inline, baby. Yeah, you had inline. to put it all in a line. Yeah, like you're a motorcycle. It's the motorcycle versus the car. <laughs> Of footwear, of motorized footwear. Uh, dude, I, I started my my uh, my blade adventure off with rollerblades. Oh, you did? So you yeah. didn't skate before that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, you were just born into it, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I was born aggressive. Yeah. Born yeah. aggressive. And radical. Is that a Pantera album, Born Aggressive? <laughs> <laughs> Should have been. It should like have been. A good one. It would have been a good one for them. <laughs> we're taking over this town. There's only two of them left. <laughs> They'd have to get some other people. <laughs> they should come together though, and like Just get, some and get some impersonators. Get some impersonators of like, yeah. like, can you do a Dimebag Daryl impression on guitar? Uh-huh. What would he do? Well, what what would he do? I ask. 
so Maxwell, the super speed is probably the best in for him. And they kind of give him like an extreme sports vibe. I think he uses a hockey stick at some point. I think so. But I don't, in these two episodes, it's not like he says some dialogue where you're like, well, only Maxwell would say that because it's about sports. Yeah. And I think the speed thing is so that he can just be wheelie, wheelie, wheelie on guitar. Yeah. But I don't know. It just doesn't stick. Uh-uh. I like the idea. Doesn't stick. What role is this personality wise? <laughs> What's he like? Yep. Could you tell me? Yeah, no, 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 no. Next up, Chester. Me, I'm Chester on electric bass, thumping licks all over the place. This is the bass player and come to find out saxophone player. Oh yeah, yeah. He gives a sweet little solo melody there. Yeah. It's a great sax. It's yeah, yeah. a great sax player, and I think he's just like trying it out. And as a new, newly formed troll man, he just magically is able to play the sax. Uh-huh, like yeah, that's a new yeah. thing. But it's a very bass player thing to also play a saxophone. Like oh, this thing it? that's not. Well, it feels to me like. I played multiple instruments. Bass was my instrument through high school and I did suffer from like, but I want more. <laughs> like I want, I only practice the most difficult and show offy things. And then to have another instrument that's like not cool. I mean, sax can be cool, but it's not like you think like, oh man, the sexy fucking sax player walked into the room and I'm just like, <laughs> boom. I'm just like, yikes, yikes, a manga. Like, no, yeah, that's not. Unless you're like a real jazz head, that's not uh-huh. really what you're about. So it just feels like a thing, like a bass player is like, oh yeah, I play multiple instruments. You know, I play sax and uh, I play oboe. Uh, all the woodwinds, really. That they might even be like someone who was more of a band person, a band uh, nerd, yeah. so to speak, and then picked up bass to be with this. And again, I can say all this because I am a bass player. Fuck yeah. I own basses. I uh-huh. play basses, yeah, baby. Do, baby. I can do whatever I want. I can say anything I want about bassists. I, <laughs> any of these people, actually, because I play all these instruments. I've filled all these roles at some point. Uh-huh. So yeah, you can say it yeah, all, baby. You, you cannot cancel me on talking shit about trolls that play musical instruments. <laughs> Cannot do it. Uh-huh. So he plays bass and saxophone. Chester, he has a wrestler vibe, like an, a WWF. He's wearing the domino mask the, or the bandana over his eyes or whatever, yeah. and then just like showing off a lot of a lot of that meat, a lot of that troll <laughs> meat. Man meat. Yeah. yeah, Chester, the bassist. I started thinking with him, I was like, are these guys named after musicians in some way? Because I was like, who's who's a Chester? Like, I can think of some not well-known Chesters. I got one there. Chester. I know you have a Chester. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but it, he was not playing yet, was he? No. What was his name? No, Chester Bennington. There you go. Because yeah. when I did a search online, I'm like, famous Rip. Chester musicians. Yeah. Now, I think of Airheads. Oh, shit. Where, okay. And when yeah. they reveal his uh, Brendan Fraser's name, because he's Chad. What a good movie. God, I fucking love that movie. I watched it movie. recently. It's so good. It still holds up so good. good. It's so funny and, and stupid. And Adam Sandler's just a small little dash in that. He's not even a huge character. That's probably how you got to use that guy. <laughs> I mean, I liked I liked Billy Madison and, and Happy Gilmore. Fine. But after that point, I, I'm out on Adam Sandler. And so, yeah, Me he too. is yeah. incredible in that movie. Everybody's funny. Uh, you got Kramer in it. You've just got like a, a list of 90s stars. Who, who's the other um, uh, band uh, member? Steve Buscemi. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Brendan Fraser, of course, is just dynamite uh-huh, in it. Yeah, yeah, all the time. But he's at one point, they, they you know, he's Chaz, and then they reveal that he played D&D in college, and his name was Chester. And that <laughs> cop always says it that way. I always remember that. Chester. Why don't you just give it up, Chester, and you and Sweetie Pie can talk it over later. Just stay out of this and get your hands off her. Why did he call you that? There's a lot Chester didn't tell you about, right, Chester? Chester. Uh, so maybe he was, but that was after this cartoon. Yeah. So time travel. I don't know. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's, okay. it could be that. But yeah. now this one really had me thinking. Okay. Is this a reference? Cliff on drums. I'm Cliff, and I 
scale the drums. Let's get vertical. Have some fun. Cliff Burton, bassist, rest in high high amounts of power. Yes. Emanating from the tombstone. Mm -hmm. Cliff Burton from Metallica. Cliff them all. Yes. The the reason that Jason Newstead, their second bassist, was so traumatized because he could never, in their eyes, be Cliff. He left such a shadow that they treated him like utter shit and hazed him. Now they got Robert Trulio. Yeah, and he's great too, but like they lost Jason Newstead if you watch some kind of monster. Did you watch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, any please you you don't have like metallica to watch that that documentary they just they just all falling apart it's bro. one of the funniest movies i've ever it, it's up there with like tommy boy and dr strange love is yeah. an all-time comedy classic some kind of monster but yeah like they just treated him like shit and he's like incredible musician he's like all right i'm out of here i can't do this anymore i'm we're still doing this 20 years later yeah. i've been in the band longer than cliff burton has and this is still <laughs> happening but like he's not playing bass this guy cliff and then i figured out oh his theme is he is like a, another extreme sports guy who likes to climb mountains oh. and he wears biker shorts and goggles and is like always ready to climb on shit and on cliffs because okay. he's that guy. Right. Okay. Doesn't stick, but I yeah. like it though. I mean, he's the drummer, so it does make sense that his like grip would be good. And he oh, would be kind of the shit. muscle. Yeah. Uh, He'd have a, a crazy collection of uh, carabiners somewhere, right? Yes. Yeah. He is the one that's like, I'll do anything for a hot babe oh, or whatever. Yes, yes, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, you're in a band. Wait, that's of course. That's why you're in the band. Okay, that's where that's how it starts, but it starts with a dream. It starts with a dream, and then it quickly evolves into a woman. (laughs) Yeah, there was something understated about him and the way he was dressed. Like he seemed a little nerdy to me. Like he gets all the drum magazines and studying all that shit all the time. Yeah, Yeah. and his girlfriend is like, "I wish you would just stop playing drums in this terrible band that you are no good at." (laughs) I I I feel that's who he is now. Luckily, once he becomes a troll, a stone protector, he is a really good drummer now. But is it worth becoming? A troll. A semi-humanoid monster. Yeah, a troll. <laughs> and I'm going to assume I'm going to assume that they are anatomically correct for a troll. I'm going to assume that they are genitalless. Oh, shit. Yeah. But beefy beyond belief. Yeah. Uh, beefcakes. <laughs> beefcakes Anonymous there. But yeah, uh, they're monsters. And they're still ugly. I mean, that's the joke every time is like, yeah, we were all ugly already. Uh-huh, we fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. We can yeah. play now. At least we can play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Chester had the red gem. Cliff had the blue gem. We're just gonna, we're just covering. That makes no difference whatsoever. Not at all. It's just we're just gonna say it for posterity. Yeah. Because guess what? We're not doing this cartoon again. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, trolls maybe. If anything, it just helped them in the VO booth. Yeah. Which one am I? <laughs> the red, the red gem. Okay. Here we go. Cool. <laughs> Radical. It's like you could read if you're one of the actors. It's like you could read just about any of the lines on accident. And it's like, no, that your character would say that too. Like he, any of them would talk about the same, just about. Um, until you get to the two that we highlighted before, Angus. Yeah. The yellow gem bearer. I'm Angus and keyboard, and I can lay back, but it's great to riff with a fast attack. Again, that's a rock reference. Yes. Angus Young of ACDC, one of my favorites. Every year I appreciate them more. Even the badge stuff, I just, uh-huh. they they found a formula. They were just like the, what they should have done with the TMNT ripoffs. Yeah. ACDC found a formula and they never strayed from it, ever. And success came to them. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so that's what they should have done with this. It's like, let's stick to the it's, formula. Is Angus the one with the hat or is Angus the one with the devil horns? Angus is the one with the horn. He, he's the lead guitarist. Okay. Who's the, the main guy? Well, Who's the lead singer? There were two of them, Travis. And uh, <laughs> both are incredible, but I prefer the original. His name was Bon Scott. Um, I'm looking up names because other than those guys, I start to lose it. But we're talking about ACDC here on Days Past Tunecast. DPTC, ACDC, Brian Johnson. He's the one that came in 
back in black, he's got the hat. You're thinking of the hat there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he is not Australian. The other ones are. <laughs> and I imagine he gets a lot of shit from them about that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But the, Brian is not the name of this guy, Angus. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. <laughs> to bring it back. And yeah, the Bri- fourth troll, yeah, Brian. Of course, named after Brian Johnston of ACDC. Angus is the British keyboard player, the soldier in camo who does machines. And he is feral. Like the guy in the band who you say to the sound guy, just turn him down. He's the accordion player. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly right. Is this a reference to when I used to have to do sound? Yes. At, yeah. yeah. I, I used to do run sound somewhere, and when there was an accordion <laughs> and, at play, it was just hard to get it loud enough for anybody's taste, so I would just turn it down so I didn't have to mess with it, and they can hear themselves, and they're fine over there. Sorry, accordion players. I do like accordion. Uh, but, well, because there's sometimes there's just like someone you know who's kind of sitting in or something, and you're like, even if you're on stage, you kind of go to the sound guy and you're like, hey, by the way, they're not going to be around. So just like you can just turn him down. Yeah, I don't no want one, no one to hear needs him. to hear that. No one needs to hear them. It's fine. But he's also the scariest member because he's like super shell shocked, just like in grenades all over his body, <laughs> all over his body attached. And he's always jamming around on his keyboard. And it's like, we don't really need you here, but we, we let you come to one practice and there is no safe way to get rid of you. Uh-huh. So you are. You're in it for life. You're the only one with a job. I mean, yeah, he probably is an engineer. It would be my guess of some kind. Like, and so he is kind of like a mad brilliance, but he also is just like constantly microdosing. And yeah. so you're just like, oh man, I don't know what you're bringing to practice today. <laughs> but I know I won't like it. Yep. I know I will not like it, and I will <laughs> never tell you. And finally, we come to the lead singer, uh, the the would-be Leonardo of the group. However, this guy's got no balls. Uh, he is not a leader of men in any way. <laughs> And it's kind of funny that he's such a, a featured character on the show because he is just so shitty and selfish. And maybe there's an arc to him over the episodes where he learns not to be this way. Cornelius. I'm Cornelius the singer, front of the band, got a voice and a stunt. Yeah! Checked, didn't find any like immediate flags for, hey, this is the Cornelius they might be referring to. So I think all of that is just us looking for shit where it's not there. Yeah. Um, he is this lead singer. He is, according to the lore, a samurai in a karate gi. I can can back that part up that he is in a karate gi. Um, He has like a samurai sword and throwing stars and this kind of thing. And so when he gets transformed into this guy, he is like, my superpower is kung fu, I guess. That's where I'm at. Or samurai business. And and a a voice that, that can just kill shit. Yeah, well, okay, yes, he he has, like, the screaming, like, you know, Black Canary from the comics, kind of, or uh, Black Bolt, you remember that, from, yes, yeah, yeah. from uh, if you saw Doctor Strange, that kind of thing, which is a cool power to have, and he is now a good singer. His personality seems very much based on David Lee Roth, because he is the most vain, like, and that was always David Lee Roth's thing, is that, like, I'm kind of playing, he may have really believed it. But he kind of was playing a character of like, isn't it funny how much I'm into myself? I'm going to sing about how great I am. And it's hard to tell if I mean it or not. Although I think he did, uh-huh. but maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he has, and he's always jumping up in the air and doing kicks and shit like that. And David Lee Roth, Diamond Dave, Aya. I wish they would have gone with a Diamond Dave voice type Hell because yeah. I, I can't even do with good conscience an impression of this guy uh-uh. because his voice is just straight up problematic. Whoa, check the muscles, man. Is this body styling or what? I don't know why they chose this. I mean, except for 
musicians, rock musicians, white ones have been ripping off and appropriating black artists for the longest time. But his speaking voice is this particular kind of white guy doing a smooth 70s black guy voice. It reminds me of Bootsy Collins. Bootsy Collins was the bassist for Parliament Funkadelic. This guy also has these like triangular goggle glasses that he always wears. So he very much looks like he could be on stage with George Clinton. I want to play for you, It's a weird choice, that voice. I, I gotta wonder who asked, like, who asked for that? Did they yeah. want that, or did someone come in with that at, on the audition? And they're like, you know what? Yeah, that's right, that's right, <laughs> that's right. Um, because yeah, it's just, it's it's wildly horrible, problematic. Yeah. It's not yeah. good either. I mean, I guess it's a good enough performance, but this guy specifically is, uh, yeah, I would have rather heard a, a Diamond Dave, and uh-huh. I always would. I wish everyone spoke like Diamond Dave. A lot of cocaine energy from Cornelius, <laughs> and that's that's the most uh, David Lee Roth of it all. So the band, the show's not going great. Seems yeah. like it's par for the course for the rock detectors. Uh, I that's not a great name for a band because that's not even a thing that exists. Yeah, but it acts like it is. Yeah. Like a metal detector is a thing, <laughs> and it's like, do they bring out a metal detector and then like hold it up to their own show and then say like, we're detecting rock music? Oh yeah, yeah. no, right. they don't do that. Yeah, so rock detectors. I don't know. Uh They're just, they're trying to pull a gag here and I ain't buying it. (laughs) They're playing their show. It sucks. These stones break in. They've been transformed. For some reason, their shitty broke down band van is on stage. Like they drove the van onto the stage. Oh yeah. You haven't seen that before? I haven't seen that before. I'm surprised that we haven't seen it like on a Lollapalooza Uh, video or something, you know, like a van goes in, they hop out and like. Well, that would be great. That that I would appreciate, like if they all bust out of a van, you know, uh-huh. and then start playing immediately. But the problem is, you can't jump out and be playing drums already. You would have to jump out and land on the drums and start playing. Like it's just you're, it's too complicated. You're right. Yeah, it wouldn't you're work. Right. But well, the I, drummer wouldn't be able. To, he wouldn't be able to ride. He would already, he would have to already be there. Be, yeah, yeah, he'd already be doing that. This broke down van is on stage for whatever reason. The Stones, when it turns our guy, our guys. And I'll, I'll have ownership of our them. Dudes, our yeah. guys into their troll forms. It also turns the van into kind of a, a turtle mobile. Yeah, it looks very much like the pizza shooter yeah. uh, van, which uh, just what a classic design that is. This, uh, forgettable, but it's <laughs> like a spaceship tank uh-huh. kind of thing. And yeah. It whisks them off into outer space. We're in space now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and fast. We're going to stay in space, as far as I can tell, for the rest of the series. We'll get into the details further, but this is the other huge breakdown. You've got this setup of these guys are turned into trolls, and now they're good at their instruments, but they're still the dummies that they were before, and they look like you would shoot them on sight if if you were anybody with a gun or otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah. run. Yeah, you'd, call the, only... you'd call the authorities uh, yes. yeah, real fast. Yes, you would call animal control, perhaps. Yeah. That's a setup right there, and then you let them be heroes and also play gigs in and around this New Yorkish city and put them in a place that we recognize. Instead, once they're in space, as far as I can tell, they stay in space on another planet where all this shit came from. I've got nothing to relate to, not even these guys, because they are dumb. They are just not good characters. Yep. So like, let me see things I recognize, and they just don't do that. Right, they, they could have played one more American gig or something. Yes. Now, where they go to is a planet called Mithrandir or uh. Mithrandir, <laughs> whichever. I don't, I don't care. It is <laughs> I don't where I, do, I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get, you get a little bit of yeah. chef kisses for that. <laughs> Mithrandir 
that is where Empress Opal. For, forgettable. Well, I I dig this chick. Like, yeah. Give me give me maybe I can convince you. Okay. This is where Empress Opal lives. This is where the stones that they now protect, the stone protectors, came from. And she's in a castle where she's protecting <laughs> the. She is also a stone protector yeah. in, in a way because she protects the Great Crystal from the evil Saurians. Mm-hmm. Now the Great Crystal is basically just like a big geode. Yeah. Do you like rocks, Travis? <laughs> You're about to, about to break some rock knowledge. Do out you of. like rocks, Travis? Well, how do you feel about? I'm sorry, uh, I've watched Breaking Bad. Minerals. How do you feel about minerals, Travis? I'm hol- I'm holding an invisible one right yeah, in front like of me right it. now. Like I'm, I'm doing some hand acting for you. I'm holding five geodes. How do you feel about these geodes? <laughs> What's that doing for you? How do How do you feel about them? To answer, I'm going to keep asking. Uh, I love I love geodes. You do? Okay. Yes. Did you ever have any? <laughs> I'm asking seriously. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, I, I definitely had some rocks in, okay. in my time. Yeah, cool. there's a little place in between here, in between uh, Fourth and Austin, called Georgetown, mm-hmm. and Georgetown contains like a cavern place, in, yeah, inner yeah. space cavern. Mm-hmm. And I've in been there. there, yeah, and in there that you have like the little rocks, you yes. get a bag full of rocks. Oh, absolutely! And bro, I'd, I'd collect them. Yeah. I, I was a rock. I was a rock collector, all right? I was right there with you. Yeah, I wasn't but, a rock detector. Yeah. I was a rock yes, collector. I was getting it. Yes, I was way into it, and I was the kind of That's precocious. a young man's game. I mean, it's also an old man's <laughs> game, because, you know, like, Dean Norris's character on Breaking Bad, when his legs are all shot up and he's in bed, yeah. it's all about minerals now. So, I mean, I feel like an old... I think this... I think it's an all ages game. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think this is a game for like three and up. You you just get past right before you can swallow them, and then, then you're good. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, I I was a precocious enough kid that like we we would always go on. Uh, I was gonna say mineral runs, but <laughs> on, on these caverns, like if there was one on a trip, we would usually yeah. go to it. Hell but, yeah! And I remember one time we were going through the cave, and like I knew all the science terms for all the things. Stalagmites, yeah, it's mom. actually this. And the guy that was leading it, that's like some like twenty year old guy probably or whatever. He's got a whole spiel, and uh, and I'm sure like an entertainer's finesse for what he's about to do and I keep on chiming in and he like I don't know I figure it was just to get me shut up Uh that he invited me to the front of the thing that we're rolling around on and he like would kind of include me in the show I would imagine if I was in that situation at his age I would just be tearing my hair out at this fucking kid who keeps chiming in with like "Mm, that's pyrite not real gold or whatever but I had a whole collection of like little geodes Uh and more like just little pieces of rock like I just liked having one of each you know so I had pyrite and I had whatever Uh, (laughs) you're deep yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I mean you can get so deep in that shit but they're they are they're neat looking but it's like it's an empty pursuit (laughs) Oh, yeah, I just feel like I feel like if oh, I'm shit. I mean, just like Hank on Breaking Bad, I felt this way before. But it's like if you're really getting after those fucking rocks, you're trying to fill something a hole in yourself with interesting colors and unexpectedly bright purples inside of normal looking rocks. Maybe it's like a, I wish I believe that I want to be like a geode, which is, you know, nasty on the outside, but beautiful and complex on the inside. <laughs> But it's not it's not going to make you happy, guys. And you're just going to have something heavy that you have to haul around the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. Like, a whoever you live with is like, where are you putting these? You're getting another? Excuse me? Uh, a second storage unit, huh? Yeah, okay. exactly. Nice. How about a second home that you can live in that I won't be living in? <laughs> Consider it. That you'll get to see your kids every other month. Yes. How does that sound? <laughs> Empress Opal is that's the thing the, the great crystal it yeah. just looks like a, a like an opened geode like a big opened geode and she's like religious about it the way that she is it, i guess it's the source of power and goodness on mithrandir the planet that she's in charge of but like the shit that she says the great crystal
crystal represents everything good about Mithrander. It's our talisman and our power. I'll never give it up to a couple of throwbacks like you. This thing is a fucking heavy, <laughs> heavy situation if it's threatened at all. Uh -huh. There is a prophecy surrounding this crystal and the stone protectors, apparently, them returning to protect the planet from these bad guys, the Saurians. And I just, I mean, the idea that these like monstrous looking humanoid troll dudes are part of a prophecy, like that they're, that they're an intentional thing. I can imagine them being an accident, like God's accident, but not... <laughs> I'm reacting to you, I'm reacting to your reaction to that. That's what they seem like to me. But to the idea that it's like, no, they were the warriors that were <laughs> prophesized to come. I don't know, man. I don't buy that for a second. But she's talking about that. And the Saurians are basically they're, they're they're the bad guys. Yeah. They're, hey, they're sorry. Yeah. And the Saurians are a lizard-ish bad boy alien species. They're just fairly typical bad guy aliens. They look like gremlins. They do. Very much so. Like they have pointy ears and their eye sockets are ridged, almost like so you like went through and like threaded their eyebrows, uh -huh. but they don't have eyebrows. So it's just like <laughs> um, just like the gremlins. And they are evil. It's more reptilian. I just I'm so tired of they're talkers. Well they, they talk, talk a lot. They do talk a lot. There it is, Sink. The crystal palace of Mithrandi. We'll have it. We'll have it in the palm of our hands. We'll crush it. It will be ours. Fine, Zeke. It will be mine. I'm just, I'm stuck on how down on reptiles we are, still are even to this day. Well, they're evil. They're soulless. That's, Travis, I mean, you, what What about your buddy? Wasn't he a reptile? Uh, I forget his name. Oh, Kit. Yeah. Uh, so Kit's not a reptile. Um, he's <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. Kit. Yeah. So yeah. you're a bad uncle. Okay. That's what, number one. Okay. Remind me what Kit is then, please. <laughs> um, he is a fish. He's considered a fish. He has gills. Really? Yeah. He is an oxalotl, which would be a, a salamander with mm -hmm. gills, basically. But he's considered a Mexican a fish. salamander. Yeah. He's a fish. Well, I don't know why you have to bring his nationality into yeah. it. But. <laughs> he's a Hispanic salamander. <laughs> You did his 23 and me on it. Yeah. Did he have any caveman DNA like like his dad? Cro-Magnum. <laughs> um, well, I, I apologize to Kit and yeah, to yeah, you yeah, for yeah, that just mistake. Don't do it again. Yeah. Um, but people just like, I think geckos are cute now. I think chameleons and lizards, like, I don't love snakes, but a lot of, I, I'm just at that point in my life where I can appreciate the B-sides, the deep cuts uh -huh. of the animal kingdom. And that includes like, I don't think spiders are cute. Don't know that I ever will, but I can think that a crocodile is cute. Yeah. I, I, like a baby crocodile. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. Shit. I'm going to yeah. pull it back out. Yep. Like that's just, they're, they're incredibly cute. They'll bite you and they'll oh, yeah. hurt you. Yeah. Don't adopt them, but cute nonetheless. Cute. Yeah. So I'm just, I wish that. I feel like these lizard men, maybe they would not behave this way uh. if we did not characterize them this way. Like we're they're They make their own choices, but we have set up a society where maybe they don't have a choice. Yeah. Right. To act this way. They're predetermined. Yeah. Yes. That they want to take over Mithrandir, that they want to take this great crystal and wield its power. Uh, Zok, to get into his head a little bit further, he hates music. We find out that the leader of the Saurians hates me. Well, I, I thought he hated music. And it seems like he actually just hates rock music specifically. Yeah. Are there people anymore who just <laughs> hate rock music like that? Where it's just like, ah, oh, turn it off. Well, Get I mean, back in the day, what, what they uh, they used rock music to, you know, to blast out Noriega 
When well, that's trying, true. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's true. But like, I mean, that's also the volume. You yeah. know, because like, like they'll use like death metal, like crank death metal, uh, and, and you know, somebody at uh, Guantanamo Bay or whatever. Yeah, and that's yeah. like, it's not only the music, it's like you could play that really quietly. It's not about the taste so much as the <laughs> I'm being tortured. My ears are hurting from this thing. Uh, I don't, it just seems like a very, like either it's a 1950s dad reaction to oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, rock music, or what I think of here is that whenever a band has a, a concept album, yes, a lot of the time, a lot of them are in the future. Music has been outlawed, and the evil overlord that's causing all this hates music. The musicians are the underground rebel leaders, and they're trying to create more rock music so that the people will come up. And it's just like <laughs> you're, you're like messiah complex as a musician. You're just trying to write a story where it's like I'm the most important piece of art and the most important influencer and in everything in the world. But that's that's whenever there's a character like this, I just think of like, oh, you're from something like that. Somebody who's in a band. What's the ultimate bad guy? Somebody who doesn't like my music, uh-huh. and that's yeah. what this guy is yeah but he he does like music i guess he specifically says he wants to introduce music that's a thousand violins and uh, hey accordions also he mentions (laughs) so he just doesn't like rock and roll like a a thousand accordions and a thousand violins like that's fucking hell it depends on what you do with it yeah like a rock band can be hell okay slayer yeah <laughs> but like the violence and accordions you can do a cool like experimental neoclassical thing with that or something terrible too but i guess as a kid if you hear like violence and accordions you're like ew stinko Oof. yeah except accordions were in they might be giants and i love those guys okay yeah so i can keep talking in circles about this if you want i'll do it all day yeah do it one more time more more revolution yeah uh in trying to get the great crystal zock knocks off a few shards of it. Hey, actually six of them. <laughs> and uh, five of them are the shards that end up flying off to planet Earth to create the stone protectors who are then brought to the planet of Mithrandir. But the sixth one, Onyx, the black one, Sock gets that one. And it, these these gremlin guys, the Saurians are built basically like they are the trolls, but with monster faces and yeah. with scales. Like yeah. we just colored them differently. Yeah, they're ripped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so now he has the power of the stone protectors as well. And that's not good stuff. No. Luckily, the other stones did fly off, bake up a batch of new troll boys, <laughs> and fly them off through space to bring them, the band, to Mithrandir to the rescue. This is where the drummer lets us know, once he arrives, Empress Opal asked for their help. Thank God you're here. So the prophecies <laughs> coming true. Drummers never pass up a great looking babe. Sure. I mean, that's not surprising to me that he would say that. Um, but she, here's, I said earlier, like, I want to pitch to you, like, yeah. maybe uh, that she's not such a bland character. She is about as feminist and about as strong as that would be allowed on a boys show focusing on boys action yeah, about yeah, yeah. a toy that's like a, a boyification of a girl's toy in the yeah, first yeah, place. Yeah. Now, I mean, and it's not that they did a good job. It's that. The way that they would identify a strong female character is to have the male characters bombard her with being hit on, and then her reactions are smarmy comebacks, and that's the best that they could do. Yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. she you have to communicate very loudly, I'm not into being talked to that way, and good for her for that. Hey, babe, how you doing? Get these chains off me, and I'll give you, babe, you brain drain drummer. This is the best you're going to get at this level of cartoon as far as a strong female character yeah, in 1993. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you're going to get. <laughs> now, Zok, now he's faced with these monstrous troll men, but he's mostly concerned with how do I put these pieces of the stone 
one, get them out of their bodies, extract them like fillings in your teeth. And how do I reassemble this great crystal? Because I need it all put together to wield its full power. Yep. No one's telling him how. Uh, I guess that's what makes him so mad. (laughs) And so he turns at least the castle and maybe a lot of the planet into a volcanic desert. And he starts flexing his onyx power muscles by making a giant lava snake. Yeah. This is metal as hell. It is. A giant lava snake <laughs> that has a throne inside of its mouth for him. And then he also summons a giant tar monster. That is so fucking metal. It's fucking metal as yeah, shit. Yeah, it's fucking metal. Yeah, it's not, he's a lizard man <laughs> dealing with lava. Absolutely. For some reason, the stone protector's truck or ship, whatever, their van, yeah. gets stuck inside the monster, and they're in the dark, and they can't help the Empress right now, and they have to have a band meeting about Because this is all pretty wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, five minutes ago, they were humans on a stage yeah, in a bad band. Booed, right. Yeah, and now they're here. Their band meeting is about, do we want to be heroes or not? And they don't really have a choice as far as are we going to be troll men or not? They are troll men now. And Cornelius is <laughs> whining about, well, I'm ugly. I don't want to do all this shit. Uh, but they finally decide, hey, we're going to be heroes. You know, we can we can rise up. Why not? That's that's what the meeting comes to. So Angus, the the feral keyboardist, he assembles a keyboard stand from like junk. Yeah. He, now he's like, now I can play my keyboard and you can all join in with your instruments here. And the power of rock and roll. Oh, man, it's beautiful. Explodes the tar monster. The power of rock and roll. Yeah. That's what these also. That's heavy. That's also what these conceptual albums are about, too, uh-huh. by the way, is like the power of rock and roll unites us. <laughs> and it's like you can just fire a beam of rock and roll at somebody. <laughs> it's one of the powers out there. It's like electricity, fire. Out of the tip of a fender radio- strat, huh? <laughs> yes. Radioactivity, fender strat, rock and rollers. Fuck yeah. Boom. They blow it up. Out the end of a goddamn Ibanez. That's right. It's fucking yes. beautiful. I'm just going to name all the guitars keep, I know. Keep going. Name some out shit. The, out the end of a Kramer. Oh, man. Give me another. Gibson Les Paul. Oh, give me the whole sentence. Oh, baby boy. That's all I got. <laughs> I give you an A. You get an A for all this. <laughs> and it's funny how, like, what people's references for which guitars exist. The, listen, that tells you what they listen to. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ibanez, 100%. Yeah, uh, New yeah, metal boy. I, we know what Ibanez is about on this podcast, Travis. <laughs> We know that that is the choice of all new metalers. And as far as I know, on the peak of it is Gibson Les Paul, right? That is a great guitar. Right. Yeah. That's, that gets That's, on the, for some, that is like the, the pinnacle guitar, yeah. but there, there's a lot of good guitars out there. Gotcha. You know, I'm not going to play favorites. <laughs> but that's up there, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. there are also bad ones because you can like get like a, a cheap one, I guess, yeah. like version of it. But, you know, I'm not going to go into all the... <laughs> Ins and outs of guitaring. Uh, yeah, yeah. I could talk for hours. I'm, about. I'm at a point in my life where I wish I didn't have the knowledge about these things because it's boring to me. So I'm not going to bore y'all with that. We'll talk after the pod. Yes. They have blown up the tar monster with the power of their rock and roll. Give me the beat, boys, and free my, my soul. soul. I want to blow up with your rock and roll. <laughs> Wait, that's not the that's yeah, close. That's, the tar close. that's what they should yeah, have that's done. Close, yeah. Man, that song will make me cry. Oh, it's yeah. one of those. For some reason, it's so yeah. real and soulful. Uh-huh. Yikes. That, that and Cats in the Cradle. Oh, is that one for you? Well, you're oh, our yeah. father. So, yeah. yeah. For yeah. me, it's uh, Unchained Melody. Oh, Yeah, that yes. one is like everybody's yeah. kryptonite. But, but I cry harder than them because I'm more sensitive. <laughs> they also start fighting the Saurians once they bust out of this thing. And Angus, our, our military man, like this is... The action gets hardcore for a minute because like turtles, you know, you have like you do have swords and stuff, but like nothing is chopping anybody in half. And uh-huh. You rarely like see a sword connect with a body or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Angus is out in full force with turret guns and throwing grenades at people. So like it's like G.I. Joe where you're like, I just understand that I'm not seeing off camera where people are going down. Yeah. Someone like, lost an arm somewhere. Yeah. Like yeah. RoboCop style cut in half by machine gun fire. Yeah. 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 
And then Cornelius is deflecting lasers with his sword. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, that, I mean, this is <laughs> for another a long moment. Time. For about 20 minutes, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. This is another moment where it's like, hey, this could be, all of this is fine. It's fine. It's the, the shit we've talked about. Yes. It's, it's just not catchy enough. Now, the solution to all of this is Max, our guitar guy. Yeah. Our rollerblade guy. Yeah. Because they blew up the tar monster, but it's reconstituted. And the whole thing is just like, man, how are we going to stop this stupid fight that's been going on for so long? Max skates, excuse me, rollerblades so hard <laughs> and so fast around the monster that the floor falls out I've done from this underneath one, it. One time. You did that at the I mastered it one time. Yeah. Wow. One time. I could not. I was not a skilled skater, by the way. <laughs> on, your, on your car skates? Yeah. <laughs> or a skilled rollerblader. <laughs> On my motorcycle skates. <laughs> Falls through. It's just like, it is like Bugs Bunny, like doing the saw underneath uh -huh, the bad guy yeah, where yeah, they yeah. just fall through. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they save the day. Uh huh. Everything solved at that point. They escape with the Empress in their van mobile made spaceship. Yeah. yeah. And the Empress explains to them that they will remain the stone protectors until they can get the stone Zok has back from him. Yeah. And that's so that's your. MacGuffin for the rest of the series is there's a bad guy. He has the one thing that we need. Also, we have everything he wants. He wants the pieces that we have. And therefore, it's all out tit war. Tat tit, you, you, got, tit, hey, yeah. you got a tit. I got a tat. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. You know, you got, any, you got any four? You got any four diamonds over there? So they, they, their understanding of that is she's going to stay with them. And it is kind of an April O'Neil turtles situation. So that's they're, they're aping that. And seeing as we can't do nothing in this dump without you. Well, I suppose that makes you sort of a manager. They are basically trying to put her in the role that April and so many ladies on these shows fill, which is like mommy girlfriend. Tandle us. Yes. Well, like I, I want you to be hot and take care of me. <laughs> girlfriend, mommy, please. And and like make sure I get to things on time. And All eight of us. I get to be. Yeah, I get to be a kid the rest of the time. <laughs> well, it's like the whole. You remember from TMNT 2, Secret of the Use, my favorite <laughs> joke from that. Uh-huh. Napkins? What for? When April asked them, "Do you don't you need napkins?" And they're like, "Ah, it's like I just get to be a fucking shit pig, like of a child, man, and you get to be hot and take care of everything for me." That's what they're trying to put her We're in. We're all gonna live in your fucking apartment. Exactly. <laughs> now at this point, I realized the the big problem, like of oh, they're just gonna stay in space. They're not going back to Earth. I wish they would. That would have saved so much in this. They're stuck out there in space trying to get out of this situation. Angus and Cornelius, the keyboardist and singer, they in the second episode that we got to, that's really just an extension of the first one. They are trying to get out of all this. And it's really I don't know why Angus, like he seems like he's in his element. He's blowing shit up and making machines. Like he's all cool. Yeah. But Cornelius is obsessed with not doing this. He wants to go back home. He doesn't want to be ugly and he wants to go rock still yeah. and be on earth. And I kind yeah. of, I'm he kind of with has, him. He still has his hair. He still has his beautiful hair. Yeah. He started or, off with a shorter ma mane. Well, we started off had. with the green top knot and ended with the green top knot. I think. <laughs> yeah. Like again, they did not change that much. Yeah. Minus the, the hot bods that they grew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. He wants to go home and not be a hero and all this shit. And they end up like they're trying to harness the power of rock and roll, which again, a great power source, if you can find it to like create something, there's just start playing music out in the desert. Basically uh -huh. that they're away from the rest <laughs> of the gang. Uh, and that calls the Saurians attention over there. They have to be saved by their friends, which convinces them, Hey, we're just going to be stone protectors. Trolls on the roll. 
Trolls on a roll is a great party dish, though, because you can just walk around with that like as an hors d'oeuvre. That fucking that sounds a fish. It's yeah. chewy that and hairy. A fish, yeah, yeah, but it, it's also like you find a prize in the middle. It's a it's trolls the on little, a roll. You yeah, want two or three. I'll I'll put like three trolls on a roll, and I'm a little bit of barbecue sauce. And I'm just. That's that's the only other like detail to all this is like, oh, well, these guys that are like obsessed with not doing the thing, uh, they now have to do them. Mm-hmm. They have to do them. <laughs> uh, I wish. <laughs> and now they do. And then I assume that, that you know, the next 11 episodes are just because I started checking out later episodes like maybe we should watch one of these. I'm like, oh, God, they're still in space and planets. I don't care. They're dealing with animal people. What is this shit? Like, bring that to Earth. That's what TMNT does. Dimension X comes to Earth. If you're gonna steal from the best, yeah, don't steal their droppings. <laughs> steal the gifts that they have for you. Yeah, and TMNT had them, and they they've, did not. They've, they've laid the pla- the green print. They they already found the jewel <laughs> in the navel, and you're all over here on the nipple. Like well, maybe it's over here. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's yeah. up on the neck. No. Yeah. D- d- don't experiment. Yeah. Don't experiment. Never with experiment. Shit. But. Thank you, Thomas Dom, for being a good father and creating trolls. I, I don't like them. I'm not thanking you for me so much as I'm glad that you brought positivity into the world. It's beautiful, really. It is beautiful. That's a wonderful story. Yeah, the origin story was almost feels made up. Uh-huh. Almost feels like <laughs> almost feels like a, something that was cooked up by a corporation somewhere. Uh-huh. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna accept it as real <laughs> and just say if you need any warmth in your heart uh, in in this this time, just imagine the Danish fishermen. Yeah his daughter, and a piece of wood that became an icon. Beautiful. And the monstrous, <laughs> the monstrous mutant men that uh-huh. came from him many years later. God's mistake. Yes. Thank you for joining us uh, for this gem of an episode about the stone protectors. Make sure that your stones are protected 24-7, 365 days a year by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. Give us a five-star rating and write a written review. I mean, I don't... It would be a shame if something happened to your stones, is all I'm really saying. You know, it'd just be a shame that the stones are so nice. I want to make sure that they're protected. Yep. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. make sure they're protected and do that. Check us out. Twitter and Instagram at DPTuneCast and uh, all of our podcasts on our website, DPTuneCast.com. It's out there. It's out there. There's colors on the right. website. It's our, beautiful. Our website is at least as colorful as your typical stone protector yes. episode. And perhaps as, as delicately haired as a troll doll. Are, that, those hairs really, I guess they are kind of delicate. You, you do feel like their hair is like fried out. Uh-huh. Like somebody who was a hairdresser forever and kept experimenting with yeah, their yeah, hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just now it, it's it would a, turn into troll it's hair. It's a fucking yeah. mess. Yeah. All right. Well, here's the deal, y'all. Yeah. The best part of the episode of every episode is now up on us. This episode I had selected for us to watch and expose ourselves to. Yeah, you did. Stone protection. Yeah. And uh, I don't regret it. Even if I did, I wouldn't admit it to you on podcast. I, I would talk about it <laughs> off air. Uh, but we take turns here. Yeah, we we share. It's that kind of podcast. Guys, it's that kind of podcast. I went to preschool. I know how to take turns. And so it is now Travis's turn to announce the cartoon that we will be covering on the next episode. Travis, are you prepared for this? Yes, sir, I am. So in 1995, this little spinoff popped off from Animaniacs. It's none other than Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and... Pinky and the Brain. And that's not two cartoons. That's one cartoon with two mice in it. Correct. Pinky and the Brain. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a doozy. Feed your mice if you got them, folks. Adopt mice. <laughs> Feed them if you got them. Feed them if you got them. If you don't have mice and you see a mouse out there, give it a piece of cheese. Uh-huh. But if you give a mouse a cookie... 
you'll teach him. You don't want to know what happens yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Read the book if you yeah. want to find out. Um, well, Travis, thank you for the selection. Again, impeccable taste. Yes, thank you. As always. Yeah. And as always, I'm going to say tutor my duder. Yeah, tutor my duder as well. <laughs> you have any more of this? Cookies? Yeah, Bubba. Yeah, I'm going to give yeah, a little bit. Give me a little I'm, bit too. I'm a little tired. Would you give me some too, baby? Would you please give me some too, baby? He's a gun. 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 Stone protectors. Are your stones protected? <laughs> Call the general Get and cup. save some time. Fuck with the general and save some, some time. time. <laughs> hey, you fuck with the general, you probably will find out with the general. <laughs> so just keep that in mind.